Welcome to Smart in the City, the Babel podcast where we bring together top actors in the smart city arena, sparking dialogues and interactions around the stakeholders and themes most prevalent for today's citizens and tomorrow's generations. I am your host, Tamlin Shimizu, and I hope you will enjoy this episode and gain knowledge and connections to accelerate the change for a better urban life. Smart in the City is brought to you by Babel Smart Cities. We enable processes from research and strategy development to co-creation and implementation. To learn more about us, please visit the Babel platform at babel-smartcities.eu. So today is one of those episodes where I know the guest very well already, um, and I'm really excited to get them onto the podcast and introduce them to you all, all the listeners. So we are going to be diving a bit into Italy, which, if I'm not mistaken, is actually our first podcast episode with an Italian guest. Um, I was realizing that when we were planning the episode. So we'll be talking everything urban innovation in this podcast. So if you're a fan of urban innovation, stick around. And we'll be diving into the topic of leadership in urban innovation, which is a really uh, passionate topic of ours at Babel and of our guests. So uh, without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to Raffaele Guerreri. He's the partner at Urban Innovators Global and CEO of Urban Futures, a startup studio focused on urban innovation. And he's also the former CDO of Rome. So welcome, Raffaele. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. So thank you for inviting me. Yeah, pleasure to, to have you on the episode. And I'm really excited to I mean, we've talked many times, but I'm really excited to get into the podcast mode with you because we can really get to know you so much better this way. Um, so I like to start off with a little teaser um, and it's a light question. Um, if you could magically solve, like wave a wand and magically solve one urban innovation challenge today, which challenge would you choose to solve? Uh, that's a nice question, of course. and. Uh... Think, let me say that thinking to my experience, uh, the big challenge is always uh, find a way to put the key uh, decision makers in a, in, a, in a community, in a territory, in a city at the same table. Uh, it seems to be something um, abstract, let's say, but actually it's a, a very uh, critical point because then uh, if all the main stakeholders start to talk and share their knowledge, their projects, and their vision of the future, the, the, the important result is that step by step, they, there is a kind of convergence to the same vision of the future. And consequently, all the actions that will take place uh, have more chance to be uh, correctly executed and, and, and above all to produce impact on the community. So that would be, uh, the, the first, uh, great result that I would, uh, hope have uh, easily, let's say. So, yeah. So wave the wand and have all the key decision makers at one table at one time at any, at any point in time, right? Yeah. yeah even uh, let me say in a, in a kind of permanent, uh, way no i mean with the regular meetings mm. with regular uh, debate and uh, and planning also yeah 
Yeah, very good. Good answer. Um, all right. So I want to let uh, the listeners know about you because you have an extremely interesting background. You've done a lot of really cool, uh, really cool initiatives, really, really interesting projects. Um, can you tell us about your background? Um, where did you come from and how did you get to where you are today? Yeah. 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 Yes. From the educational point of view, let me say, um, I had the background in uh, computer science and uh, um, local government management. Uh, I got a master degree uh, in electronic engineer and then a master in uh, local government uh, management. Uh, and then it took, in pra- I put in practice, let's say, this, uh, this knowledge uh, through the, my, my professional career, um, starting from uh, a small uh, company, which was uh, working uh, with the Italian Space Agency on uh, uh, satellite image processing. So that was a kind of basic uh, uh, software development environment uh, that reinforced my uh, tech technical uh, knowledge. And after that, uh, 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 almost by chance, I entered the public sector. So I started a career first in the province of Brescia and then in the city of Rome uh, with a different role, with a managerial role. Uh, All of the time uh, as a director of um, uh, innovation and technology. Uh, But uh, during that time, I had a chance to get in touch with many practical uh, activities uh, on tourism uh, field, uh, as well as on uh, uh, planning, uh, urban planning, but also internal uh, auditing, uh, communication, and so on. And by the way, that time I I had uh, uh, the opportunity to be the president of uh, a European institution of the Council of Europe. It was named the uh, uh, European Network of a Training Organization. And it was a very nice experience because uh, it let me be in touch with uh, colleagues, employees of other local governments, uh, local governments, so in the countries beyond the uh, EU. You know, that Council of Europe includes uh, countries such as Russia, uh, Middle East, uh, Turkey, and so on. So it was very uh, interesting also from the cultural point of view. And finally, in the last years, I moved back to the private sector first in Tiscali, which is a national uh, telco operator uh, in charge of developing uh, a new business unit focused on uh, smart city matters, of course. It was named uh, Future Communities <laughs> because the aim was to develop platforms, uh, tools, and services uh to to take the our community into the future uh because of the digital transformation that is uh, affecting our society and recently i started together with other friends uh human innovators global which is a very interesting initiative and also a startup studio uh again focus on uh, on uh, on human innovation because i think uh uh, because of the speed of this transformation, uh, we will be, we will have in front of us more and more 
opportunities that it won't be easy for the big institution and big corporation to to take advantage of. And so this is a huge space for more uh, uh, tiny and flexible and uh, powerful entities like the startups. But of course, those startups and those startuppers, in my opinion, need to be more and more fully aware of the typical relationship and rules and, uh, and context that there is in a city. So how the public uh, uh, set the rules in that environment, how the big players in the private world are uh, a player you have to deal with and, and so on. So how to develop, in other words, your business being inside this ecosystem of players. Really, really interesting background, as I as I said. I, can you tell us more about your most recent um, venture, which is Urban Innovators Global, right? Um, what are the main goals of the organization? And yeah, what, what are you planning to do? Yes, uh, Urban Innovators Global is a company, but it's a mainly uh, a group of, uh, let me say, global leaders. Uh, senior professionals that share the same uh, aim of, uh, as we love to say, uh, drive the betterment of cities. <laughs> uh, so this is something that we learn through our personal experience. Uh, we are a group of uh, with different backgrounds, but this is, uh, in our opinion, uh, a richness. And, uh, and through a wide range of services, uh, starting from traditional uh, education, uh, but also training program, uh, assessment, uh, advisory, uh, but also talent scouting and venture building. We want to help the, the cities and, uh, and the regions, let me say, to improve their innovation capacity. So that's the main aim of, uh, of this uh, new initiative. Yeah, and and that's also, of course, where where our uh, our goals overlap. With Babel and Urban Innovators Global, we signed a partnership deal at the Smart City Expo this year, um, and we plan to um, what well, we actually have already created the Urban Innovation Leadership Program, uh, and that's launching now. How do you think education around leadership and urban innovation can really generate an impact in communities? What impact do you hope that this has? I think uh, it can be uh, very uh, impactful. This is our uh, uh, feeling and hope, of course, because uh, leadership is going to be a key aspect in the in the changes that are happening in our cities. So, without leadership, I don't think uh, that will be there will be the the chance of uh, changing the way. Uh, how we are doing things, how we are designing or implementing services. Because, you know, there is the, the need to change uh, uh, the traditions and there is the need to be aware that we cannot do things as we were doing uh, so far. And this is a huge effort, uh, also in terms of mindset and also in terms of um, uh, in, involvement of people of of uh, with the team in terms of uh, how to experiment new procurement ways, how to 
develop new business models, how to be ready to failures and so on. So we need leadership to be ready to manage all these kind of things and to um, rethink our present and future and uh, and be ready to follow the new emerging needs that the society is showing us. Absolutely. And maybe a follow-up question here. What do you think uh, are the qualities that every leader in urban innovation should have? What should people really work on and strive for? Well, of course, I think we need uh, someone that is uh, curious about innovation, curious about how can uh, uh, this uh, new emerging technology or current technology and above all, how the emerging is because of the climate change, because of uh, the different economic scenarios uh, can drive us to a different way of uh, uh, operating the city, let me say. So first ingredient, let me say, is uh, the awareness that we have to change somehow to be more effective and to take uh, advantage of, in general, the resources in a different way, in, of course, in a more sustainable way, of course. So then technicalities, let me say, can be learned, but the mindset uh, is, uh, is the real challenge. How to open your mind and how to uh, be prepared that the new challenge probably must be tackled not on, not alone, but inside a group together, other professionals, and even more together and inside a community. So I think this is a, a starting point. And uh, I'd like to have uh, people coming from different application field because we don't need just technicians. We need, uh, in general, uh, officials, managers, politi politicians. So those that are in charge of uh, um, managing current resources and because of that management can really affect uh, the services of uh, for citizens and, uh, and companies. Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely resonate with those thoughts. And speaking of leadership, um, you were a leader at uh, the municipality of Rome. Um, you were CDO there. Uh, and can you maybe walk us through a specific project that you did in Rome uh, that you think had the biggest impact or maybe the biggest lessons learned or anything along those regards? Yes, with pleasure. Uh, well, let me say that when I entered the, the, the capital, uh, I was uh, fascinating about the idea of uh, uh, setting up a new smart city plan because we, we didn't uh, have so far. And uh, luckily, I was supported also by a politician at that time. And so that was very, uh, very useful and fascinating path, but let me say that I like to tell you about the data platform project because in my opinion, it shows uh, more practical uh, uh, effects, let's say. So uh, it was a, a project that we started uh, because of, 
of the need of develop uh, an economic development program. And so the initial idea was to collect data sources coming from different uh, departments inside the municipality, but also from different entity uh, all over the city, in the Chamber of Commerce, university, uh, free sources you know, on the internet and so on. And then suddenly, let's say, uh, we went through the COVID uh, experience and inside that those months, uh, it came out that all that information on um, on um, activities on uh, companies were very useful to be connected with uh, the existing presence of citizens in the cities or where the people were gathering. So we managed to do this kind of things thanks to data coming from uh, mobile phones and uh, provided by lo- by national operators, as well as uh, data from um, um, uh, cameras that were placed all over the city. So to understand uh, uh, traffic roads and uh, and viability. And uh, so we widened, let me say, the, the spectrum of uh, sources that we were able to manage. And the, the interesting thing is that even after I left the municipality, this project went on and grew. And today is part of a, a kind of platform for all the other uh, projects, innovation projects that are have been developing. Uh, and it's a, a hub of collecting data and uh, cross-correlate uh, data coming from different uh, subjects, different topics. So, you know, it's important in my opinion because uh, it helped the managers and the employees to start thinking on the data-driven approach. And as we know, data-driven approach and policies is uh, the basis of uh, a real smart city development. So that's why I like uh, to remind and to mention this project. Yeah, thank you so much for walking us through that. Really, I love the projects that are, you You really see the impact when they continue on and grow and develop more and more. Uh, so really positive to see that. Um, also before Rome, you, you were also working in the province of Brescia um, and really doing a lot of cooperation between various stakeholder, stakeholders. Um, can you Talk a little bit about your experience there and what else you learned from that. Yeah, of course, Brescia was a different cost context uh, from the big metropolitan area like Rome. Was uh, by the way, Brescia is uh, one of the biggest provinces in Italy, uh, to more than two hundred and six municipalities. Most of them small municipalities. When I say when I say small. I'm, I'm saying that 75% of them is under 5,000 inhabitants. So uh, from the beginning, because I was in charge of uh, managing um, technology and innovation in the province, but also uh, I had a chance to start a new initiative to support local surrounding small municipalities in uh, taking part to this uh, uh, innovation process. And so what we learned through uh, our experience is that only joining 
altogether, those small um, entities can have access to these uh, new world, to the, these new opportunities, because uh, in the end, we managed to create a kind of shared service center uh, where all those municipalities took part, paying a fee, but above all, being part of a single pro single projects. And uh, we experimented with uh, relatively good success and a joint e-procurement among those people, among those entities, as well as joint projects that in the end were able also to attract investment from other regional or national or even internet European institutions. And uh, for example, we launched a, a smart lighting uh, uh, project for more than 28 municipalities altogether. And uh, we practiced the finance, project financing approach, which was quite uncommon for small entities like those. And, uh, and for example, we managed to develop in 21 uh, an IoT infrastructure. So imagine that those rural areas, because Brescia territory varies from lake to land to mountains, and uh, it's a very rich area, but uh, in terms of um, economic uh, uh, values, indicators, but of course, there are also small, lots of small villages. So uh, the good result for my um, experience, and I hope also for the territory, was that we find a way to experiment to practice a kind of uh, governance model for government governance model for innovation. So, and by the way, this experience was followed also by uh, the National Association of Provinces, and still today is something upon which other private uh, entities uh, develop their business. So um, again, I, I'm happy to to see this kind of um, transformation evolution of this initiative. Uh, and as you were saying, the fact that something continues after you started is the best. Is the best. <laughs> uh, That's the best thing. Right? You've done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we also have a project uh, right now as Babel called SMC Net Zero, and it's focused on small and medium-sized cities. Um, and a lot of those learnings are also around how can you join forces. So I think we'll have to touch base on that also at a different time um, <laughs> because you have so much expertise in that area. Um, so to kind of sum it up, um, from all of these experiences that you have, um, different experiences with smaller municipalities, a massive uh, metropolitan area, all of the different private and public sector endeavors, what stands out to you as the key needs and challenges that they're facing and we're facing? Yeah, I think that the, mm, one important output is that Innovation usually, uh, when you introduce uh, attractive in terms of words, in terms of uh, idea, but then it turns that is something nice to have, but not all the time is uh, in the real priority list. Let's say you know, uh, and this is uh, because most of the times again, people say ah, but we don't have. Uh, 
a special fund to, to go through it or uh, we don't have skills and so on. So in my opinion, uh, the way we have to put it is if we want to really uh, practice and uh, understand innovation, we have to start from, from what we are doing now and to wonder ourselves, which is the next step of changes that we can introduce to the daily, to the existing services, step by step, trying to, let me say, fund innovation in the uh, financial resources that you can't have for that specific uh, responsibility. Uh, so that's the way that usually helps in uh, testing the real uh, uh, readiness to innovation, but also to, uh, not also to, not only to test, but also to, to support and to push uh, the people that are responsible of uh, an office or a department of uh, a service to find a way to introduce uh, because uh, it could be a way to be more effective in the in the current task and the current duty. No? So, um, and this could, of course, should be go in pair with uh, uh, a commitment uh, from uh, the top level uh, decision maker in the organization. Here, they are uh, managers but we also need commitment from politicians if we are talking about the, the public sector. But in general, let me say, um, we see a lot of experience where we try to train employees, but we need also to, to support and to create a generation of managers or of leaders, again, that uh, drive these uh, people and drive a different through a different use of the resources that are available in a, in a given uh, space, in a given uh, organization. Yeah, so important in, in, in this context. So um, that's all for the main interview part that I have for you today. <laughs> now we get to play a little game. <laughs> um, so you've given us some great insights and all of that. And now we're going to move on to one of my favorite segments. Uh, it's called Roll With The Punches. Roll with the punches. Answer this or that questions quickly and with your first instincts. I wanted to play this one with you because it's my favorite, as the listeners might know. Um, so <laughs> it's very simple. I, we will just go through it quickly and you just have to decide. You just have to choose one. And then at the end, you can explain your decision if you like. Are you ready? Yeah, let's hope so. <laughs> okay, don't worry. It's 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 uh, easier than it sounds. Okay, pizza or pasta? Pasta. <laughs> <laughs> Data driven decision making or human centric design? <laughs> human centric design. <laughs> For venture building, global expansion or niche market domination? Niche market domination. Walkability or smart transportation system? Smart transportation system. Big data or citizen engagement for urban development? Citizen engagement. 
<laughs> it, it's tough. It's tough because uh, most of, <laughs> of all, all of the alternative right have had their meaning. <laughs> so it was not easy, yeah. actually. <laughs> but this yeah. is part of your job. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Bottom-up initiatives or top-down impact strategies? <laughs> <laughs> Top-down impact strategies. <laughs> okay. Embracing tech trends or slow adoption for inclusivity? <laughs> Embracing tech trends. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Espresso or macchiato? <laughs> Espresso. Definitely. <laughs> That's easy yeah. for me. <laughs> the, the, the ones that were the hardest were the choosing between, you know, big data and uh, these things. But pasta and espresso, you feel confident about, right? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, that's part of our story. So it's a bit about it works this way. <laughs> Good. Wonderful job. Um, do you want to explain any of your answers? Was there one that you were... Um, really wanting to to um, you you were stuck on the big data and citizen engagement, right? Yeah, because you you can understand that uh, there is somehow this uh, fighting in me uh, from my technical background, coming from the engineering, but also from my uh, experience on the field that showed me uh, how important these. Uh, especially in this kind of things to be to build something together with people so yeah uh, and because of my character let's say in the end i always try to find a balance so i think they would need both of them <laughs> yeah same so with probably, like the data just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so actually the 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 best answer for me was half and half <laughs> it was not possible yeah. according to your rules <laughs> Yes, exactly. We try to make people choose in the well, well knowing that we need to have both. So, um, but uh, exactly, I, I try to appeal to your character, which I know is, of course, having this tech um, data background, innovation background, but also I know that you're you're focused on really the human aspects of what you do. So. Um, and I had to throw in a couple of Italian questions because I haven't gotten the chance before. You know, you're the first Italian <laughs> guest. So, <laughs> yeah. All Tell right. Me. So now we, now we come to one final question. And it's the question we ask every single guest. Um, mm -hmm. And it's to you, what is a smart city? <laughs> yes. Um, it seems to be an easy question, but it's not. Well, as, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I think it's a place where uh, there is the culture of innovation or there is the research of the culture of innovation. So, uh, because, of course, it, it, uh, a smart city is different from uh, the other one, even from the neighbor one. So that means that it's not the, the formal result that makes uh, uh, the fact, but it's the process itself. And uh, in the end, in all um, the recent years, I found out that uh, the attitude of people, so the cultural innovation is, is the, the key aspect. So if you want, if you are open to rethink 
your uh, your knowledge, your uh, way of doing, your way of designing or uh, executing. If, in other words, you want to be more open mind and want to understand what the others are doing, that's important. If you are ready to do something in cooperation with others, that's again it's something that we cannot avoid if we want to change uh, and to take advantage of the, the current scenario. But also cultural innovation, meaning that we need to facilitate uh, uh, new experiments, new tests, and and we we need to be ready to failures. So we, especially in the public sector, that's not easy because, you know, if you do it right, okay, if you are doing a mistake, so there is a, a kind of punishment. I mean, so that's refrained people from experimenting new things. And um, and finally, uh, cultural innovation it also means that we need to listen uh, a lot from the others, from the final users. And we need also to understand how different can be the final user. So this is another way to approach the inclusion. No? Uh, we want to develop services, but how to which specific needs and uh, needs of which group of people, uh, in which area and which coming from which uh, other different regions and so on. So a smart city is a place where there is at least this awareness of needs. And then we can move from the existing point and, and, and define the, the specific uh, uh, process of, uh, of improvement, but without those um, uh, basic uh, ingredients, I, can, I think it, it could be very difficult. Very good answer. I also really love the culture of innovation thought there. I don't think I've I've had people phrase it in different ways, but I think not anyone say it so um, in that way. So thank you so much for those thoughts. And also that's that's all we have for you today. So thank you so much, Rafaela, for coming on. It's always a, a pleasure to speak with you, but even more so on the podcast. <laughs> so thank you so much for all your insights. Thank you, Tom. It was really a pleasure to discuss with you about these uh, things that, you know, I, I like a lot. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. and I can see from your questions that you are also inside this, uh, this field. So really nice. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thank you to also, of course, to all of our listeners. Don't forget, you can go into the show notes. You can see um, more information about our urban innovation leadership program that we have going on, our partnership. And you can always create a free account on babble-smartcities.eu. You can find out more about smart city projects, solutions, and implementations. Thank you very much. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you at the next stop on the journey to a better urban life.